All right, guys, I'm here today with Vanessa Francis, interior, Milton-based interior decorator. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Michelle. I'm very excited. So first of all, I don't remember who told me. I have obviously, I'd been, I told you already earlier, I had at some point in time, I remember coming across um, something like, you know, you're Googling things. I was probably trying to figure out like, you know, anybody I might be able to reach out to when I first started my business. And I remember coming across you, um, your blog and your website. And then I think it was like a month ago, one of the designers I said I meet with, I feel like it was her, Robin. Shout out to Robin Caskinet. Oh, yes. Okay. She's so just connected. She's really good, I think, at like connecting with people online because mm -hmm. I swear to God, she knows everybody. But mm -hmm. she was like, you should totally reach out to Vanessa. And I was like, okay, I will. And so I did. And then you were obviously so gracious as to say you would chat with me. And then we started talking about the one room challenge, which is amazing for me because it was something I wanted to do, but I didn't obviously. And you can fill me in on everything. But before that, tell everybody your backstory. Tell us all the things. Okay. So, um, yes, I'm a interior decorator based in Milton. It's my second career um, after university. I got a degree in commerce and politics. And of course, like, what do you do with that, right? Whoa. Um, so then I, I went to um, post-grad college to, be, um, to get a diploma in human resources management. Back then, back in the day, it was called personnel management. This is a, this is a long time ago. <laughs> so I did HR for maybe 12, 13 years. Okay. And then my husband got transferred out to Vancouver, where we lived for four years. And so I did work in HR for about a year when I was out there, but I was an HR manager for a software engineering company and my boss was in the US and the head office was in Germany and I was the HR manager across Canada. So I was like Whoa. traveling like crazy and it was a really poor environment. So it was just a good time to think about, do I really want to do this another 12, 14 years? And um, it was a great opportunity, so I thought I would go back to school. So I went to BCIT, which is the British Columbia Institute of Technology, and I took the interior design program there, and I was with kids that were half my age, um, but there was a few of us that were around the same age. That was our second careers. So you and, did you go like full-time, full-time? Yes, I did. Wowzers. I quit. Yeah, I quit. So I quit my job. And then I did some consulting for um, a, re a large retailer doing like harassment training across, across the country. But then I applied, I got in, and it was a very intense program. A lot of the time it was spent on your drafting table, like, like 40 hours a week just drafting. And their whole thing was to get you to think like an architect. That was their whole thing. And it was heavily commercial, uh, commercial design. That's what I hear about, like the course right it's very commercial based yeah it was commercial there was of course a big residential component but it was a lot yeah. of commercial um and then towards the end of the program uh we got the news that um we adopted our daughter from the u.s so we got the news that she was born or we oh or that birth, mama, birth mother chose us so oh my god um, right in the end of the program so it's like oh what do i do so um my mom, my stepmom, and my uh, mother-in-law, I flew them in to help out during that transition time of having my daughter, but also being at my drafting table. And, you know, so they helped out. And so I was able to finish the program. Amazing. And around 
around the same so that was the first story the first year of her life was spent with me in the programs and um so the poor thing didn't get much attention that first year of her life um, yeah, I don't remember that anyway yeah no she's turned out fine she's 17 now so it's all oh good. my god uh, <laughs> yeah. that's nuts yeah so anyways um then my husband got transferred back to Ontario and I took some time off to be with my daughter while she was young. And then I, then I worked for California Closets for like a couple years doing sales, but I wasn't really good at sales because it was all, it was all commission and I really suck at sales. Um, so did they you learn anything good though while you were there? Like, did they help teach you? Did you, they give you a formula for, for selling there? Or were you just like, Hey, good luck out there. Go sell us some closets. Um, it wasn't really for about selling. It was more just knowing the product, knowing how to do the design, how to design closets and okay. what to look for. Because there's a lot involved. When you're doing like a $20,000 closet, there's a lot of things to think about. So, um, Yeah, that was probably pretty valuable actually, right? It, yeah, like right now. Okay, I was at a consult this week and she wanted help with her closet. So, you know, everything I learned kind of came back to me. So that was sort of good. But um, so I did that for a couple of years and then I think I took my first client about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, maybe. So I've been doing this for 12 years. Um, yeah. Oh my God. So the decision to leave your HR job, was that like, was that difficult or were you just so done? I was so done. I mean, I was so done. But as everybody knows, leaving corporate life and leaving mm-hmm. that any paycheck with benefits and bonuses and all those perks, yeah, it, it was it was it was hard. But my husband uh, at the time was um, working and had a good good job, so it was we were okay that way. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the hardest things is giving up that, giving up um, pension and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's why people stay in jobs that they're unhappy with. I know so a lot of friends that are in yeah. a position where they're not happy, but they're staying for their pension or for yeah. whatever, the financial aspect of it. So For sure. And like, truth yeah. be told, if I hadn't lost my job, I don't know if I would have the courage to just do, to just leave. So yeah. kudos to you. I mean, that's amazing. I, I think like that's a really hard thing to do and decide. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we talk a little bit more specifically about the one room challenge can you think back to okay you're working for california closets then you make a decision to leave there and just start working for yourself Mm -hmm. and what was that build up like of like Uh, trying to build a client base and like how did that was that a slow build or it was very it was very slow i didn't even have a website for a few years it was um at uh, that time, I was living in Milton, which was like a booming, booming city. And I guess uh, we have like a local Facebook group and, you know, somebody put my name out and other people reached out. So I kind of grew that way um, just through word of mouth, I guess. And, but it's all, always been just me. I'm just like a one person shop. Yeah. Um, I have had staff along the years. Like if I'm really busy, I'll have somebody work for me part-time. And of course I farm out drawings and, you know, the accounting side, but um, it's been pretty much me for all these years. So I am, especially now, very cautious about what I take on. And I'm very deliberate about the clients I want to work with and the jobs I want to do. And, um, but it wasn't that 
that wasn't the case at the beginning. You take everything, right? You take yeah. everything, and that I wish I I wish I knew now. Yeah, uh, wish I knew then what I knew now, which was not to take everything that comes your way, um, and to have processes in place. Which you know back then I didn't have any. Like even just you know I think it was last year or the year before I just started. Um, um, having people pay for the consults before I meet with them. I didn't start doing that until I think it was last year. And that has been <laughs> amazing. You mean like you would get paid after or you just didn't charge? Oh, no, no. I, I get paid at the consult. Oh, isn't it awkward? Yeah, it's so awkward. You're at the end. And like, it's like, the, I mean, you know, like, isn't this the part where you're supposed to pay me? <laughs> yeah, know. you like slowly slide the invoice over on the table. <laughs> like I, I would always like print it so that I could just be like, but yeah, no, I it's hated so that. I know, so awkward, right? But I just started doing that, like, I think the last couple of years, like, why didn't I think of that before? Right. And then, well, we didn't have, like, Interact. I, I don't think that's, that's a fairly new, um, you know, yeah. email Interact thing. Yeah. Um, but also just even sending out a PDF when people email me, because I get a lot of emails every week, and I turn down a lot, or I pass them on to friends. And one of my designer friends in Burlington gave me a consult this week in Toronto because she doesn't go to Toronto. I don't either, but I upped my rate to go to Toronto yep. to do two hours. And yep. it was, she was the loveliest lady. And even though I was cursing myself the whole way driving the hour there, yeah. I thought, okay, this is good. Um, but sorry, what was your question? No, I'm just, the, the changing to, to pay before and how awkward it was. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, why didn't I do this before? Yeah, so there's all things like that. Yeah. Like, any processes like that? Or like, I, I don't know if I finished my thought about um, sending a PDF yes, with um, my rate on it. And here's what we can cover in the two hours in the consult. I was just right. doing it by email. And now I send that out and I... Sometimes I don't hear from them, like a lot of times, because it's too much. They, don't, they have yeah. no idea what it costs, and that's fine. I don't usually follow up. Maybe I should. I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of let it go. I figure they're not the client for me, yep. and I move on with the people that are really anxious to work with me. And, totally. Yeah. I do find, do you send that no matter what, even if they don't ask about price, or I find when somebody leads with price, like, oh, hi, what are your rates? That's generally speaking, never going to go it. anywhere. Not yeah. a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I should start tracking that actually to validate that as opposed to just saying it anecdotally. Cause I really truly really believe like anybody who leads with price, it's never a good sign. <laughs> it's never, totally, 100% agree with you that. Yeah. And I've learned that too, the hard way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When the people that don't ask about price are the best clients. Exactly. It's, like, you know, it's not the number one, re, like when they leave with price to me, that says like your number one, like important aspect here is if it, the price makes sense, which means like probably it's not going to then. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. So when, what type of stuff when you do hire, like you said, if it gets like certain things, is it an assistant to do stuff like maybe you don't want to do or is it design based? Like what type of person do you periodically hire to help out with? Um, more like a designer. Like the one time I can think about, I was doing a lot of presentations and just having her, you know, do some sourcing for me, be at the presentation with me, do the PowerPoint for me, that kind of thing. Well, not for yeah. me, we'll do it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I've only, I think I've done it twice in all these years of doing it. So it's not even, anything I, you know, I yeah. put out there. It's just that I know 
when I get busy and I, I have a list of people like resumes that I've kept and I have people I've talked to. Um, today, what my business looks like is um, I'm doing a lot of consultations Okay. and I, um, and I quite like it. So I did like three this week and yeah, three and thinking, you know, every week I do two or three. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's good, and I want to I want to promote that more on my website, on my Instagram. I haven't really promoted that, but there are people that just get so much value out of it. Like the client this week, like she was hugging me at the end, and and that's Mm -hmm. my like ideal client, the ones that really appreciate what you have to say and just hang on every word that you say. is supported by Ultra Lux Linens. That's right, guys. Ultra Lux is a over 5,000 square foot showroom. It's got everything that you need when it comes to your linens, your fabrics. It carries Kravit, JF Fabric, Allendell, and to answer your question that I know you're thinking, it's the same. You're going to get the same designer rate you'd get if you went direct to any of those lines. What's great also is Jacqueline, the owner, who, by the way, has been a designer, decorator for over 20 years. Anytime I find out about a new fabric, I always email her first, whether it's like, you know, we're following each other on our stories and we we happen to see a story and you catch a glimpse of a fabric and you might make out the name. So I email her and I find out whether or not she can get it. And she's always going to at least reach out to the to the vendor and see if that they can actually carry it. They also have, let's see, wall coverings, rugs, hardware. I just received my hardware for my office. I'm going to hang all of my cute little fabric samples on there uh, so I can easily access them. It's going to be a little feature, but also super functional. But I got those the other day. Beautiful antique brass love. Uh, She also, I did not know this until probably a few months ago, and I'm so glad I get to share this with the world. She also does sheets and towels towels guys you can go into her showroom you can she tells you the brand she cut she carries I'm trying to think of what they are don't remember off the top of my head but she carries a bunch of them you can go on the websites and see the different patterns that you might want she has samples of all the different colors so when you're actually designing a bathroom you can actually just have some samples with you that you can be pulling and making sure you're getting it you're not going to West Elm Crate and Barrel trying to find that right color for your for your bathroom you can get it all from one place and you can present it to your client when you present everything else. It's so efficient. She has a private label bedding company called Sugar Baker. She also carries other bedding. They have some some custom furniture as well. And the most exciting part is that they just launched, I think it was a few months ago, probably half a year ago. I could be lying about that. A workroom. Uh, they do drapery. They do Roman shades. That's the same thing as drapery. They do, uh, they do pillows. I've gotten pillows done from her as well. So guys, if you want help with your whether it's drapery or finding the right fabrics or wall coverings or whatever, any of the things I just said, then you need to reach out to them. You can go to ultraluxlinens.com or find them on Instagram. Or if you're in the GTA or going to be in the GTA, go to the International Design Center, TIDC in Mississauga, second floor, suite 202. And make sure if you don't tell them that Michelle sent you from Real Talk Design, Well, nothing's going to happen because I cannot enforce you to say it, but I really love it if you did because then she will know that you heard about them from me. You will not be disappointed, guys. So do you mind if I ask what you're charging for consultations? Um, Yeah, I'm going to be low because I've listened to some of your podcasts and 
I know some people charge six, seven, eight hundred dollars for two hours. I mean, amen to them. I don't do that either. So <laughs> I, I, and I, I have a feeling about that. I, I charge four hundred dollars for two hours. Two hundred yeah. hours. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. The one in Toronto, I charge an extra hundred, so it's five hundred dollars. Yes. You know, for two hours, that you know, I'm I'm fine with that. Um, do you do any follow-up after that like work do you ever go home and do like I'm going to send you a summary of what we talked about I used to do that but it would take me I wouldn't get it to them in time or um, sometimes I leave them notes but my writing's really messy so I always tell them to take notes and she did and I might follow up you know uh, I'll say remember we were talking about you know this mirror here's an example of you know this kind of mirror. So I might do that. I just kind of throw it in. I know that's a real no, no as well. You got to get paid for your time. I know at the end of the day, I think I pay, I charge four fifty. So it's not, I'm not charging much more than you are. Like it's Mm -hmm. more or less the same, but it's like, that is where I'm comfortable as well. And I'm always like, Oh, I I always like, I need to feel comfortable leaving a house after. And sometimes like you, I don't. And that's when I'm like, I feel like I need to give more yes a little email and that's my own and it's yeah. true it's hard sometimes yes what do, okay so first of all do you tell them in the pdf what to expect and like do you manage the expect because i don't know if you get this but sometimes people i'm like i need to reel this person in to understand what can be accomplished here and it's not a design because i can't even do a floor plan for a room in two hours normally like in a weird room, let alone design the whole room or take me through the whole house. So how do you manage those expectations and slash like tell them to take notes? Do you lead it with that? So they always know. Yeah. I tell them right there and you you might want to take some notes because most people, it's funny. They don't, they don't have, right. They just stand there listening to you. And I guess maybe they're, maybe I need to add that to my PDF is that, you know, clients should take notes. Um, but cause I, I, I do remind them, um, but I have been thinking about leaving, I don't know if, there, if you can get something like like the old carbon paper, but not carbon paper where you can write something down and leave it with them. Yeah. I've been thinking of doing that. I know Kimberly Seldon talks about, I'm in her um, yeah. design group and talks about, you know, uh, having photocopy your notes mm-hmm. to have a copy or take a photo of it. Yeah. So make notes. Um, I'm the same as you though. Like my notes are a hot mess. And I find it hard to write and talk and give advice. Like there's this too much. I, I, You're flowing, right? You're like, I know. So I tell, and I give them more value. I think when I'm not writing, I think I'm taking away from the two hours by, you know, thinking about my thoughts and writing it down. So um, I always have them write things down, but you're right. We could record it and then send them a recording. Oh, I, I, that's, that's a long recording though. I don't know. I know, but Hey, how about, or if you were like, forget something, go through the recording. I don't know. I'm the same way though. Like, because I'm also like give value for every minute and I don't want to take too long. Like, hold on. Yes. I do want to be like, hold on. I need to, you know, um, but do you ever have clients who say, are you going to take notes or should I like, or do they, do you ever have thought that you were going to, and then you didn't and you're like, well, I don't do that. Well, no one's really ever asked. So usually me saying, you know, you might want to, you know, take some notes and, oh, good idea, they'll say. They'll grab a pad and, and a pen. Yeah. Um, but my favorite, though, I'm like, I love a keener. Like, you already have a pen and paper ready. Like, you're my girl. Yes, I, like I know. Yeah, well, I always tell them, and it's in the PDF, to have all your questions ready. Yes. We have two hours, so maybe we're only talking about one space. But think about your other spaces that you might, that you've been stuck on something, like artwork or 
or something. And I'll give you, you know, my online resources for art or something. Right. So so for me, as for you and everybody else, it's a real brain dump of everything that you've learned in 13 years and they get the benefit of that. So one thing I'm going to do about giving value I do give them a folder with some, you know, it's like two pages. It's like kind of an empty folder. So I want to put more in there. So one thing I might do is put together some of those resources. Like have that. I was thinking that too. Yes. Like design guidelines, like, you know, just styling tips that are just kind of like you've paid for this, but the added value is also this little package of like my philosophies and yes yes like that I know I've been thinking that too I, yeah so that I gotta work on more things like that and put more of my work in because I've been doing that now with proposals like it used to be just um just words and now I pop in photos yeah every time I do that like people are like wow like you know that's your home office that's, that's a kitchen that you've done so yeah. I find that helps to sell the visual helps to sell things so yeah um so, and so I might do that, leave, leave that in the folder with my card. I always leave a couple of cards, you know, because referrals are the best, you know, smart clients, right? Yeah. So I always leave like two or three. That's really smart. So um, your ideal project, are you doing renovations and decorating? Like what is your actual ideal project that you want to be working on? Like aside from just consultations, like if you're taking on a full scope, right. what, is, what is your ideal? Right. So right now I am well, starting in January. So I've got mm-hmm. my consultations and I want to build that up and keep doing like two or three a week. And oh, by the way, I'm, I am going to raise my rates in January. I figure that's a good time because, you know, I know everybody, I know I'm on the low side, even though clients think it's a lot of money, I think I'm going to raise them to you know, 500. Good. Um, okay. I will do that. Yeah, you go ahead too. I give you permission. Perfect. Thank you. Let's do this. Me and you. Let's do, let's do 600. What the heck? I mean, why not for all the time? I'm going to lunch after, but that's. <laughs> exactly. You, okay, so your ideal project, you okay. want to keep working on the consultations. Right. Okay. Yeah, so for example, right now I've signed a project and um, it's for a kitchen, a bathroom reno, well, first floor reno, which typically means well, we're moving a wall, opening it up, new flooring, scraping the ceilings new trim so that's typically it's not furniture or anything at this point there's no budget for that but it's the renovation and okay. so I'm doing that starting in well starts the construction starts in January but I'm going to be doing the presentation in a few weeks from now so so I, 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 what I ideally what I would love to do is have like one of those a month have one large project like that yeah. a month um it doesn't last a month of course a project lasts you know maybe yeah. three months but every month bring in a project like that and then have two or three consults a week. And mm-hmm. I would be good with that. Mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's only me and I'm not older than, I'm a lot older than you. So I'm thinking about, you know, there's things that I want to work on like health yeah. and, you know, cooking properly and um, spending time with my daughter and my dog and, and looking after my mental health and, and all that. So um, doing hot yoga, which I try to do and oh, go to the gym. I just joined yeah. at 45. So I don't know what that is, but yeah, it's, like, it's like orange theory. It starts. In oh, yeah. good luck. Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know if anybody, yeah, I did orange theory like six times and I was like, this is the hardest thing of all time. It's hard, but man, I'm sure it's effective, but I need to enjoy my workouts more than that. <laughs> really you know what it is? I hate cardio. And the running, I don't run. And that's like okay. what I don't like. But. Well, F45 is like Orange Theory without the cardio. Well, all right. That's, that's what it is. There's one in Oakland. You're, you're in Toronto. I'm in for East York. So I'm like on the other side of Toronto, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's opening so, up. Into the, yeah. Oh, so, sorry. I, I want to, um, uh, okay. So your consultations only, is it just happening by chance that people are reaching out to you who are just kind of like, I just happen to only want you to come in and just give me some really great advice for two hours and not have full service. Is that just like happening by chance or maybe you like manifested it and put it into the universe and you didn't realize it, but so like, it's just happening kind of by chance. Well, as people finding you, I think, oh, were they finding me? Um, Instagram, Instagram for sure. Um, Googling house, you know, we all hate house, but I get clients from there. Uh, Um, Okay. That's good. I saw you on house. Yeah. Um, so I don't know when they reach out to me, I send them the PDF, which says every project starts with a consultation. So we start that way. And I'm, I hope that they would want to move on if it's something that I want to do. And if I like the people, yeah. the clients, uh, it's a mutual uh, feeling that we can work together. Um, so yeah, sometimes you don't it, hop on a call with these people, do you? Um, sometimes I do, so, yeah. but, but sometimes I don't. We just That's email. No, so I know a lot of people do the call. Well, but, Jackson um, Harper from Burlington never, doesn't either. And I'm just like, so, damn, like that's, that's great. Well, if they want to talk, I, I'll talk to them. It's not like yeah. I don't want to talk to them, but they, we just do it by email and I, the PDF answers their questions, I guess. And, you know, and I, I'll tell them in the email, in an email, like what are your specific things that you want to accomplish during the two hours? And, okay. and based on that, like say they want, you know, I, a floor tile. So I have a few floor tile samples. So I'll bring, you know, I'll just say, here's, I'll bring two or three. And funny thing is, they'll say, oh, I love that tile. <laughs> I've only got, I've only bring three samples, but they love one of them. Not that I want them to go with that. It's up yeah. to them what they do, but it just gets them seeing, you know, what's out there, what's available. So I'll take some samples with me and, mm-hmm. and try and gear the consultation to what their needs are. So I, I'll gear it t- towards them a little bit. So do you find that most of your consultations are, renovation based or furnishing and decorating based or a little of a and b there it's a real mix like this week the three i had this week was oh i don't know oh it was decoration storage decoration yeah this week's were all decoration ones okay so yeah we are gonna get get to the one room challenge i promise but i also (laughs) really like this um so when you get in there um are you kind of saying are you saying like look we this is all very ideas like we're not designing because this is a struggle I have where it's like expectation is like oh you're gonna walk away with a design room but it's like we're bouncing out ideas and also like sometimes ideas are not gonna work do you know what I mean like for me I like I come up with an idea and then my next step is to validate the idea by doing the floor plan and really thinking about it and Right. Like we're not doing that in two hours. So do you feel like, do you need to give them that kind of heads up? Like you need to validate, measure, make sure, but like, these are all just ideas, brainstorming. Yeah. Do you I, try to give them like specifics of like, here's what I would do. Let's measure it and see if it works. I do. Like I, I've actually given them like, what about this? So, so far, like I'll, I'll think about all my retailers, not, you know, our trade only resources, but the retailers and I'll go, oh, you know, this retailer has this great sofa. I've used it before. It's really deep. It's comfortable. It would work in your space. Um, so, yeah, I've given them specifics. I, we, I bring my iPad with me and we yeah. 
we actually find things that would work and they'll go, oh my God, I never thought about that. I love that. I'm going to go get that tomorrow. And I had one client, one consultant client, she actually gave me a Facebook review, a really good review back, it was back in May. And I never even think to ask for Facebook reviews anyways, but she had done it and it was, it's there. Um, but she, um, I, it was her living dining room. It was one long room and she wanted help with furniture placement and what kind of furniture. So I had given her some advice. Well, within a week, she'd done, she'd got everything in. Okay. She had a new sofa. I don't know. Where Maybe she, she bought it. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, sure. Yeah, she already had ordered the sofa. But everything else she had done, like there was a, like a table in her basement. She goes, will this work? And I said, it was like one of these um, iconic tables that was in her basement with like a glass top and this really cool base. So we brought it up and it worked perfectly. She wasn't going to use it. And, you know, just everything I told her she had done and she sent me photos. Right. And she was like my biggest fan. So I love those kinds of clients. So, yes. Yeah. I mean, I know that versus um, the clients who are like, well, I don't know, like I, try, I thought of that, I know. And then you're like, yes, my the best is when you're like throwing out ideas and like, oh my God, I never thought of that. Or yes. sometimes I feel like I am a dream crusher. Like, I don't know if you ever feel like this, but you know, your client comes in and they say, I, my friend who I, w- I was talking to her last weekend and she was helping me with something. And I was like, I'm going to help you. So like, I want us to exchange help here. So I was helping her with her home office and she was telling me like what she wanted it to do. Like I was like hoping for like a day bed for guests and then an office. And then I was like, and she was like, you know, you get fixated on an idea in your head and I find clients do this. And I was like, okay, well, you know, what percentage of the time is a guest going to stay here? I don't know, like maybe like less than 10%. I'm like, well, buy a blow up mattress with like legs (laughs) And let's make this space be great for what you're going to do in here 90% of the time. And like, I'm like, here's what you can do. Like, why don't we try to make this be awesome for what you're going to do 90% of the time, as opposed to mediocre for something, you know, and try to do two things. So like, it took a bit of work and then, and then she got there. But sometimes I find clients don't, don't, you feel like you're dream crushing them. And they just kind of was, they were just hoping that, Mm-hmm. would validate their ideas but the best is like the ones who are like you know what what you're saying makes sense and they yeah. want to listen to you right yeah. like, I know um, or I had this this happened twice in the last two weeks I get there and the woman goes oh my god you're Vanessa Francis like as if I'm somebody famous or something because I guess I've seen like but she a- didn't know we were going to be when she called you Oh, no, no, they do, but because in person, like, oh, you're here, right? Because oh, they see, like, a YouTube video or something, yeah. and it's like, they're a fan of mine, which is yeah. so funny, That's it's awesome. just so nice, and, and they, they want to hug you. I love the yeah. clients that want to hug, because I'm a hugger. I know it sounds weird, I don't, with, don't do it with male clients, obviously, but <laughs> with certain, um, when you have that connection with a client, yeah. you know? Um, well, I mean, you, okay, I'm on your press page, and then we're going to talk about the one. You have gotten a lot of press. I'm just, and, and it's funny because like it says a few of our online features, people, you need to go to vanessafrancis.com slash press. Like you have gotten some serious amounts of press here. A lot of that press is because of the one room challenge. If you look. Well, what a lovely lead up. That is a nice segue, isn't it? That was not even on purpose. I swear <laughs> to God, I feel like that felt planned and it wasn't. That's just how great this is going. Okay, <laughs> let, yeah, let's start. Can we start with the basics? Mm-hmm. 
what is the run room challenge for people who might not know what it is or understand it. Cause I actually saw a thread in a Facebook group of somebody going, I don't understand what the run room challenge is. Why tell like, so let's, let's start with that. Okay. Back so to basics. Back to basics. So what it is, it's a, well, they call it a six week, um, time frame but it's really not it's six blog posts so if you count from beginning to end it's really five weeks so I'm always always clear about that in my blog post it's it's we only have five weeks so what it is it's where designers and bloggers most of the people doing it are bloggers um there's some designers in there actually it's kind of changed over the last five years I started in 2014 that was my first one so exactly five years ago it was the fall of 2014. Um, so now there's a nice mix of bloggers, designers, that kind of thing. So it's where we choose a room. Typically, it's in our own home. Um, I did my sister's kitchen for one of them, but otherwise, it's been my own home. So um, it's it's trying to get a room done to do things that you maybe wouldn't do with a client in your own space and just to get it done because we all know as designers, mm. it's really hard to make decisions in our own space, partly because of it's our own money <laughs> and partly because we can't make a decision. Yeah, and, or we're just too darn busy. <laughs> or we're busy, yes. Um, but I I downsized to this house three years ago. It's been three years. I had the personal circumstances changed for me about three years ago. So I downsized to this house. So renovating every room in this house has been really healing for me. Like I, I look at... I look at renovations um, as, as healing and it's, you know, it's made, it's um, creating a space that, that you love and you want to be in and it just welcomes you home. So that's what mm-hmm. I've been working on. And it can be like transformation and yeah. Yeah, change yeah. and yeah. new. Yeah. Yeah. It's been healing just doing the, the process of designing it and then having it finished at the end and having a house that you love. My blog name since 2009 has been Decor Happy. And it's all about having a space that makes you happy, which is kind of my tagline and what I believe in. Um, but to answer your question about the One Room Challenge, sorry. Um, oh, you're good. No, never be sorry. Tell me everything. You can talk <laughs> as much as you want. Okay. So it's um, it's just a way to finish. There's, there's different reasons why I've done it, and I've done 10 of them. This is my 11th one. I'm actually doing one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time in, oh, this is my 11th. First time in 10 one room challenges, I missed a blog post last week. I've what never done that. How do you do that? Do oh, they get not, mad at you? No, it's not a big deal because I'm not. So, okay, how it works is um, the woman that runs it is, is, a, is a blogger that lives in Florida, Linda, from Calling It Home. And she came up with this idea, I think back in maybe 2013 or 2012, I, I heard about it in 2013, 2014. So I joined up in 2014. So around that time, she thought, um, I don't really know exactly how it started, but it was with her uh, blogger friends. Let's all finish a room and see if we can do it in five weeks. And that's how it started. And um, back then, there were no sponsors. It was her friends doing it. And then it kind of morphed into what it is today, where there are 20 um designers slash bloggers who are chosen to be part of the featured designers and the perks of being a featured designers well there's a couple of perks one of them is there are great sponsors now and back Mm -hmm. when I I was a featured designer twice back in 2015 and back then there was maybe four or five sponsors um like the carpet company so you know I I got an area rug 
um, for my bedroom. And I don't want to say it's free. It's, it's a partnership, right? It's, yes. It's your you're sharing, you know, you're linking to them in your blog post, you're tagging marketing. Them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a mutually beneficial. Yes. Right. That's what I was trying to say. So I started in 2014. I did my kitchen in my former house and I just thought, Oh, it was a typical builder basic. I know we've heard that term builder basic so often over the last five years, but I actually called it, you know, changing a builder basic kitchen into something that's more upscale and more custom. So for example, you know, we know builder kitchens don't always go to the ceiling. So I had my carpenter come in and, you know, build a, a soffit to go to the ceiling. So it was just um, a small renovation of my kitchen, but it was picked up by like Domino and a couple of the large online um, magazines. Style Me Pretty Living, I think, picked it yeah. up. There's a few of them that did. And that's how my Instagram also grew back then because they would share my photo and tag me. And that's how I grew some of my following back in 2015. So how long have you um, been on Instagram? I was one of the early adopters. I, was I, ask. Think it, yeah. I think it was back in like in 2012, 2013. Um, I remember being at the one of a kind show it was a media event. I always get invited to those as media. And I was with a couple of friends and they said, have you heard of Instagram? And I said, no, what is, it? I remember that. And they showed me what it was. And that's when I signed up and it was 2012 or 2013. Really? Eh? And were you yeah. like signed up and started really actively using it? Well, don't go back and look at my early photos. Oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> hey, can I tell you, that's my favorite thing to do is like go to designers that I'm like, you know, feeling wildly inadequate about. And then I'm like, well, <laughs> okay. And I just, I don't even care how long it takes. I'll just sit there and scroll. Sometimes it takes a long time because it takes a while to load. And then some people have been on there for a long time. And then I go, cool. That's what I need to see is where you started. So I actually think you should do that because I think that's an important thing for people to see because we can't compare ourselves all the time, right? Like you've been doing this 12 years, 10 years, and let, or you know whatever the point is like we're all comparing ourselves to people who've you know had an evolution so it is good to see that for us people but we but, but we don't need to compare ourselves that's you know that right that's that's the first thing we don't that need to compare ourselves i mean there are people that started way after me that have a hundred thousand followers mm -hmm. and they're 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 bloggers, not even bloggers. They just have a beautiful curated feed yeah. and it's their beautiful home and, and different angles, right? And it's, but they have 100,000 or 200,000 followers. I've taken almost seven years or six years to get up to what I have, which isn't a lot of followers, no, but, but I never look at that. Yeah, and also never, that's misleading too. Like for me, it's not even about the followers that I'm curious about. I'm just like the evolution of somebody's work. Like okay, right. that's like what... But I get like, first of all, so you don't know if people paid for, you know, like, there could be a slew of reasons why somebody got, has followers, right? But like, mm -hmm. I like to see, you know, a talent, you know, a beautiful room and a designer that I admire and then see where they started and go, mm -hmm. wow, like what an evolution. And it gives yes. hope that like I can continue to improve and get be yeah. better and, and like, you know, just get excited for my own evolution and whatnot, right? right? So that's yeah. mostly why I look okay. that's inadequate um, creatively. Okay. <laughs> but I've yeah, followers, followers, but I mean, we all want them, but yeah. yeah I've, um, never, I've never done that, actually go back, but that's interesting. I, I, I think it's, it's a fun little thing that I like to do because 
it, like Amber Interiors, for example, her blog back in the day was easy to go back on archives. I tell mm-hmm. this, I've said this before, people are like, stop telling the same story, Michelle. But it's like people that I really like, I'm like, oh my God. And then I just, sometimes I just feel less like I'm like, I'm not good enough. <laughs> Comparison, it's a, that's a whole problem. Yes, need to stop doing that. Got to work on that. But then I would go, like I said, I could easily change the numbers of the dates on her blog and I could go back five years and I'd be like, oh my God, like, obviously it's still great work, but you see that you just see it and you, and you're like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. this was not what she always did. Like we all start somewhere and that's so important to know. Right. Um, okay. So first of all, you say you did 10, how many one room challenges happen in a year? Two. So it's, it's biannual twice a year in the spring and the fall. It starts um, in the spring one. It's April to May, that kind of time frame, And in the fall, it's October with the first week of November being the reveal week. So the 20 designers, their reveal, their posts go up on the Wednesday and everybody that, so I never got to that part. So, so there's 20 designers that are chosen by Linda to, um, to be part of the 20, but now what they're doing, what they've done for the last few seasons is have, um, they have a magazine sponsor. It used to be House Beautiful, now it's Better Homes and Garden. So Better Homes and Garden, a couple of people on their editorial team pick two of the people that link up and they are slotted in to be one of the 20 next round. So that's kind of cool. Wow. And there's some amazing work. I don't know if you've gone through the website. I have, and it is awesome. And do you, to be the 20 featured that Linda chooses, do you submit your name somehow to that? Or, or does she just kind of like, is that how that works? Is there a process? Oh, wait a second. Yeah. I should clarify that back when I was it, was doing it. It was just her choosing you. And naturally it was like me, to be honest, it was me begging her. Can I be one of the 20? And, um, and she'd let me in to the, cause it's a great, thanks Linda. Thank you, Linda. I know she's probably going to listen to this because we follow each other. Like One Room Challenge follows me on Instagram. Yeah. Um, if I promote this, I'm sure she will hear this. So, And I'm uh, totally doing it the next round. Yes, you should do it. I, I, so I think it's great. Okay, I didn't finish. I'm kind of all over the place. No, right you're now. good. It's because I didn't sleep well last night. If you uh, must. Yes. Yeah. I didn't no, know. it's all good. It's totally all good. I know it's because we have too much to say. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> okay, okay, so let me backtrack yeah, a little yeah. bit about what the wrong room challenge is. I mean, the reason why I've done it uh, ten times. <clears throat> yeah. So um, I thought ten was a good number to do, and I did them ten in a row. And I think I'm the only person that's done ten in a row. And the reason was because I had a room in my former house. I had a room rooms to do. My new house. Every single room in this house needed work. So I did the kitchen, I did my basement, I did my home office, which we're sitting in. I've done, um, every room's done now after, after what I'm doing Has right now. Room challenge? Yeah, I've linked up every room because I figure if you're going to do the room anyways, you might as well do it at this time because A, you can work with brands and sponsors because they like the exposure and B, all the camaraderie and the online support. That's the other reason. Um, yeah, as you know, now it's like, you're like, well, now I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Accountability. Um, although this is the first time that I feel like I'm not going to get this one done because I'm doing, I'm not doing any construction. I did my whole entire basement and that got done. They got to finish my laundry room. But this, and this is a simple decoration oh, project. Room. Oh, it's so good. Thank you. Oh, I was going to do another side, but we're going to keep that thought about the laundry okay, room. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll mention something about that. But um, 
So this one is all, uh, there's no construction. The only, the only trade I had was my painter who painted one wall black. So, so on Instagram, I put a poll on, should I paint this wall black? And I did, um, cause I think art looks great on a black wall, black mm-hmm. furniture. We know sofas can take 12 weeks to get in. So the good thing is I am, I am working with some partnerships. Um, not necessarily I'm getting a sofa in exchange for this, but they are helping me to get it done on time. And they're giving me a break um, bigger than my trade discount. So it's not nice. like I'm getting that. I, in fact, Do we want to shout them out and give them some extra whoop whoop? Oh, yeah, I will. It's Whittington's. Nice. Whittington's do you, yeah, so Whittington's furniture, I've used them um, even before the One Room Challenge started. Mm-hmm. I, would, I, have, I have a chair uh, and an ottoman from 2007 or something. <clears throat> and so when I did my bedroom, in 2015, when I was one of the um, 20 designers, I they did an ottoman for me. And I can't remember if we partnered. I think we did partner on that. And then for my basement, we partnered on my sectional. And sometimes brands want, I think that's a whole other conversation, is about working with brands, right? Mm-hmm. What they want, but what they want to see sometimes is, do you have media coverage for it? Like, um, yeah. I, like basically... You want to be able to say, I will, you know, I'm, so you approach, do you have a plan in your head? Like, when do you start planning for this? Because you need to align in time, right? Right. So even though it's five weeks, most people think about this months ahead. And you have to, for furniture, it takes 12 weeks. Construction, you have to get your reno- your contractor on board. You have to get things ordered. So even though the blogging and everything, and most of the work is being done during the five weeks, the thinking and the planning and the designing and the ordering happens months before that. A lot of the work is done during that time. And I'm one of those people that everyone I've done has been real time. I have, and even with my laundry room, the day the photographer was coming, my contractor left an hour before she got here. So that's how close it was. But they were awesome and they and they they got it done for me. So um, so yeah, it's a bit stressful. But so you, you approach all of the sponsors yourself and you give them a proposal of what you're going to give yes. them in exchange for X. Yes. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I reach out in advance. Um, most people I've reached out to, I think for this round, um, one brand reached out to me, which has never really happened. They said, Hey, we're, we see you're doing this. We want to give you this. So, oh, hey. um, yeah, well, it wasn't still it was lovely what they're giving me and I'll share that in my blog post which I haven't which I have no spoilers yes I what I was gonna ask is like of all the people you reach out to sponsor like do you get a lot of like do you get more no's than yes yes um I would say it's 50 50 with that I would say, but what I do now is I, well, I have a media kit and most people okay. that do this, there's something called a media kit and you can probably Google and see how you do one. And in my media kit, it's got a front page about me. And I say that, you know, my four house and home YouTube videos have 600,000 views, right? So, wow, yeah. cool. And then I put in my stats, how many Twitter followers I have, how many Instagram and sadly, how many people read my blog, which isn't a lot because Honestly, I only blog during the One Room Challenge. Yeah, yeah. But it gets me blogging. Like the last, I think I blogged this year, One Room Challenge in May, and then maybe one or two other posts. But um, the good thing about But when it, you do blog, you're like all in. <laughs> They're quality. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. I don't know if that's true, but I, 
Yeah, there's there's people that do an awesome job on their blog posts where they're it's giving because they're 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 DIYing things and they're building a table. Which, by the way, I'm building a table. <laughs> Just realized for this for my intro, I'm actually going to because I used to do woodworking, so I'm actually going to try and build this waterfall console. Ooh, yes. I like it. I know like you're going to do it with your own hands. My own hands. I used to. Do, I built a coffee table before. I just gotta find a woodworking shop that will have, like, a biscuit joiner, or I'll buy one because I, I. Yeah. So, okay. So I think if people want to work with brands, the first thing you need is a media kit where you okay. put in all your stats and you put in photos of your of your work and make it very visual. Mm-hmm. And um, and and that's I guess that's all I was gonna say about that. But are, are you also saying like? what you want to give them in that kit or is that something you do separately like hey I want to sink I don't know I'm just making stuff up um and I here's like my media kit of like how many people follow me but here's what I'm going to do for you I'm going to do a post on my feed I'm going to do a series of stories I'm also going to do a blog post which is going to link out I also anticipate it's going to be in house and home I don't know whatever you think you know is going to happen um and the one room challenge it's going to be on their website, which is going to be like, so is that what you're saying to them in addition to like the media kit of like, here's what I offer, but here's what specifically I'm, I want to give you right. and what I project. So, yeah. So what I do is I send the media kit with, and then with an email that says, you know, I haven't really secured any um, publicity. Okay. So they'll say, like, for example, Ikea, they'll ask you, do you have any, have you secured any, any media for this and I'll say no but um, house and home has come to shoot four of my one room challenges and all these online huge mega sites like my domain and style me pretty which is no longer around design sponge which is also no longer around I know all of those like I think out of the eight or so big um, websites all of them have shared my work in some kind of yeah. blog post or something yeah so so you you're you basically you're not you can't promise because you don't know nobody unless for some reason you do but you basically say like I already have an in here here and here and I would anticipate that it would probably be easy enough for me to get in there but you're never promising the, the coverage or publicity or no. because you can't you can't you can only say what you what's happened in the past yeah. and what you would hope to happen project and yeah. you can only show the past work that you've done and the professional photographs that's the other thing I spend money and you know photographer rates have gone up so much in the last five years and it's a lot of money and sometimes the money you're spending on a photographer offsets what you're getting from a brand so it's like a wash but at the end of the day, you get beautiful photos, which you can use on Instagram, on your website, and to, to build your clients' base right. as well. So, um, so professional photography is key. It's Who's key. your photographer, by the way? I've used Stephanie Buckman for right. the last five years. I, yeah, I'm she's sure. obviously very talented, yeah. She's awesome. I have used a couple other ladies. But she's um, kind of like typically, like if I'm looking at your photos, as of recent, it's probably Stephanie Buckman. Yes, my sister's kitchen is not because she lives in Whitby, so okay. it's somebody else. And uh, my kitchen, Stephanie was busy, so it's somebody else. Got but it. I reached out to Stephanie. I already booked her for like two weeks from now to shoot my living dining room. Which, if you saw it right now, you would think, Vanessa, how is a photographer coming here when it looks exactly how it looked three weeks ago? Like nothing's been done. That's why you didn't sleep last night. No, I, I just, I'm not a good sleeper. I'm, just not, I'm not either, truth be told. So yeah, that's like a whole other conversation, but no. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So what about like, what advice would you give somebody like me if I was doing the one room challenge when I don't have a massive following, but I do have like what I like to call like a 
an engaged following and like, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, is it impossible for a person that doesn't have enough followers or is it just a different strategy of going on, going out to smaller vendors or retailers? Yeah. I don't know if they're looking at follower numbers anymore. I think it is all engagement. And if you have engagement, people are, you know, commenting and asking questions and, and, you know, you can see in the comments, they're engaging with you. I think that's what brands are looking for. Like uh, there's a great brand Delta that most people know about. They always work with bloggers. They were, um, I don't know if you knew, but there were these blog um, conferences every year, yeah. years ago. And I would go to every single one and Delta, for example, would always be there. And they're a huge supporter of bloggers and designers. And, and if you reach out to them for a kitchen faucet or something, I'm sure they would partner with you. Well, um, I should be careful because right. I don't know what their budgets are yeah. like now. Right. I reached out to them the last time was last year for my daughter's bathroom. Um, they partnered with me on the um, fixtures. So Right. Because I was talking to a designer who has like about 10,000 followers and she recently hit that. And, and I, and she was said something in, in one of her stories, like the way it was worded or something, I was like, okay, hold on. Like, you got that sync for free? Because I, I mean, I knew, but I didn't, I was just like, is it free though? So she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh man, what a reason to get more followers. And she did say like, you know, I'm not convinced it's necessarily how many followers you have. It's, you know, mm-hmm. present a good proposal, like, you know, sell what you're going to give them. And, you know, she's like, I, she did say, she's like, I get a lot more yet no's than I get yes. But, mm-hmm. you know, you do get a yes here and there. So Um, so that's really interesting. Okay. And so you do want to be like thinking about these people that you want to try to sponsor, obviously early enough to like align what those are going to be. And like you said, make sure they show up at your house on time. Right. But just, um, today, for example, and like Mm -hmm. I said, Stephanie's coming to shoot my living dining room in about just over two weeks. Mm -hmm. Well, today I secured a company, a brand to work with just today. So it's a good thing I didn't put up my, um, my concept because I normally do it last week, but that was a post that I missed. So I'm going to do it over the weekend. And, um, the people that link up, they link up, um, after Wednesday. So you have from Wednesday night till Sunday night to put your post up to, to link it up on their page. And so like the 250 or 300 people now that are linking up, they're all their posts are there every week. So anybody, sorry, what do you mean by, I'm sorry. What do you mean by linking up the people who are linking up? Oh, I can explain that. Okay, so we've gone all over the place. So now, to be a to be one of the twenty, you can apply online. So anybody can apply to be one of the twenty, and you answer a few questions like, "How many Instagram followers do you have? Where's a link to your blog?" But also, as of I think sometime last year, they allowed people without a blog who just Instagram to link up as well. So when you go to her page, there is a linking up portion for people with a blog. There's also a section for people that don't have a blog, but they have Instagram. So they could link up. So linking up is where you, you put in the the URL of your post and um, you link it up. And that's how other people look at it. People, whether they're people in the media, whether they're other consumers, potential clients, it's, it's all there. I got it. Okay. And what you're saying is like, Cause you're, you're, you've committed to like the, the six blog posts and you're saying you have a specific window that you have to make sure you deliver it by to, and link it up on there. Yes. Got yes. it. So for example, um, 
Sunday was Thanksgiving. I thought it was open till 11. So I was, after we left at 10, I was just going to go and finish my post. I had like one thing to do. And it said link closed. So I couldn't post it. That was the first time out of 60 blog posts, because I've done 10, right? And there's six posts. I've done 60 blog posts. The first time that I missed um, the deadline. So does that mean that that will never get to be on there? It'll be yeah. on your website, but it'll never get to go on that one because you yeah. missed the window? I missed the window. Oh, okay. So, and I've never done it. And you know what? Because I'm not one of the 20, it's not a big deal. I don't have a lot of sponsors. I even told them I might not even do this for the Roman Challenge when I reached out to them. I said, I'm not sure. Um, they're, they're, they'll be cool. With I will hopefully make the deadline. I'll, I will get those great photos at the end. I hope yeah, it will look good. I hope what I have in my mind and what I've ordered is going to come together, but I have yeah. no idea because nothing's been done. Like, if you yeah. open that door, Michelle, you would be, is there some, what's going on? <laughs> I have the utmost faith that you're, you're going to do it. You're going to make it happen, I feel like. You know what else is so funny is the fact that you missed, like you said, and then you didn't post it. And then it's like the universe intervened and didn't let you so you can get that extra sponsor. That's how I like to look at that. Yeah, yeah because I was going to put in a different, was it was for an error rug. I was going to put in an error rug that I actually ordered and paid for. And now I can't return because it's online, but maybe you can return it. But one of my longtime wonderful brand sponsors, they've been so good to me. She said, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. And she never did. And I didn't want to hound her. But I did. Yeah. finally last night I sent the email or yesterday, oh, by the way, just following up on this. And she said, we'd love to partner with you. So oh, one of my, yeah, one of my, um, my dog is really cute. And so I try and put her in some of the photos. So there's a photo of her with, um, it's in my basement uh, stairs, okay. it, the runner. And they posted it on their Instagram and it got like a lot of likes when you compare it to. Yeah. Other. So for the, I like when I, when a brand posts a photo of mine, and it does really well for them in terms of people liking and commenting. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I want for them to get. Back. For sure. Absolutely. And okay. So for you, what, what, like, if you think about, obviously you get to have these finished rooms that, you know, some of the costs are a little bit offset, plus you're accountable. So you get all these rooms for yourself done, which is like, truthfully, big um but aside from that you were saying like sometimes clients like do do you feel like these this challenge has helped get you clients definitely because I don't shoot like most people every project like right now I have a kitchen I did last year a kitchen I did two years ago two bathrooms I did last year to to photograph but for one reason or another they hasn't happened so a lot of the the photos of of my work are of my home, which people don't really know it's from my home. It's on yeah. my portfolio on my site. Um, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's work that I've done. And, and it's so true uh, to you, which is the best, right? Yes. Right. For example, I was going to mention the laundry room. Um, I couldn't recommend to a client to do pink shiplap. They would just like, look at me really funny. Like, no, I'm not doing pink shiplap in my water, in my laundry room. But it's my daughter and I that live here. And so pink shiplap made sense for us, for me. She doesn't care what I do. So, um, but it's, it's also an opportunity to experiment in your own home and do things that are different. And that's the other thing I was going to mention is if you want to be noticed during the one room challenge is do things a little bit different. And the ones, the people that have been chosen to be one of the 20 have done beautiful things. If you go back and look at it, who those people are. Um, and rooms that do well are rooms that, for example, use wallpaper. If you go back and look at House Beautiful, they picked their top 10 out of the 250 people that linked up. 
and um, it's usually a room with wallpaper or it's a room. Yeah. So things like wallpaper or moldings, architectural interest. Yeah. So if you're doing a basic room, you just got a sofa, two chairs, and that's it. Well, you know, that's nothing interesting or different or unique or special about that room. So it has to be a little bit a little bit different. Yeah. Um, that's that's great advice. And also yeah. I wanted to note on the, um, like with the pink shiplap laundry room, like at the end of the day, a lot of clients might not want to do that, but also it might just attract more people who love that and want to do that, mm-hmm. which I think is really important with your portfolio work too. It's like put work in your portfolio, which is why I don't always photograph every not because I don't feel like I did a good job designing it, but I'm like this, it wasn't true to my core right. aesthetic and not true to what I want more of. Right. So like, how great would it be if that pink shiplap like was like, okay, I'm ready to, because I feel like the designer I was talking about earlier, I'm going to, Michelle, uh, Michelle Gage, I think it's Gage. Um, she's like, she pushes the envelope all the time and she stays so true to that core and she just attracts more people because that's what she puts out there. So she's just, people are going to hire her because they're like, I love what you're doing and I'm going to do that. So that's cool. Which is also definitely why we shouldn't photograph every room unless every room is true to our core. Right. 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 Um, so what, okay. So this is your, this is your last one room challenge. Um, my last Well, it's the last room. I only have one room. Well, after this room, there is a partial, my ensuite, which just needs tiling. That's Mm -hmm. has like, yeah. So it's just like a partial. So yeah, this is my last one room challenge, I would say, in my house. Is part of um, approaching brands, some of them probably have no idea what the run room challenge is, right? So is part of it educating them on that? And does the um, one room challenge give you some information to help you do that? Or is that up to you to put together? It's all there on the website. So there's a link, link right to the one room challenge. It says what it is. It says right there. So I will link it up in my email. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they know what it is. But you know what? Most brands, like, especially large brands, they know, they've heard about it. It's been around now for five, um, probably six, seven years. Yeah. And they probably, either someone's reached out to them to partner with them or they've reached out to the person. So a lot of brands are aware of it. I'm fine. Yeah. It's such a crazy, like, it's so crazy to me that now I'm starting to like a little bit, you know, a little bit, you know, periodically get like a reach out from a brand and I'm, and I'm, it's just like fascinating Yeah, to, to think like I might get something free so that I can give them exposure. Like, how motivating. <laughs> I like free well, stuff. It is. Well, everybody does, right? No matter yeah. how wealthy you are or not, to get something in a part, we don't call it free, Michelle. We call it in a partnership. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Top tip number one. Thank you. Yeah. Never say to people it's free because it's yeah. not. You are still working and you're tagging and you're and you're actually in your blog post, you're talking about the brand. Like, um, for example, Native Trails is a brand which I love. And they partnered on my laundry sink. And not many people have heard about them. I heard about them. Oh, I just wrote them down. Yeah. Yeah. The Kitchen and Bath Show when I was there in 2014 or 15, they were one of the booths I went to. And I thought, I never heard of these guys. They do amazing, beautiful, beautiful pieces. And they do, um, some are in copper, some are in concrete, like a concrete uh, resin, which is what my, um, don't get me 
I can't remember exactly what it's made of, but it does have concrete in it. It looks like a vintage sink, which is what I wanted. I wanted to look kind of old and vintagey, and they agreed to partner with me. And I think it's been a, a win-win for both of us. I think it's given their brand more exposure because every time I post um, the sink, people will ask, oh, where is that sink from? Even though I tagged them. And then if you look at who shared that photo, the ones that have tagged me, because not, not everybody tags you. Yeah. That it's been shared about 20 times, like that the one photo with my dog in the sink, because she's cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> or um, or just the sink itself with the pink ship lamp. Yeah. So people, um, so it's been shared. So that's good for them. Everybody that shares it, not doesn't tag them, but they tag me and maybe I'll get back to me and, and see who the sink is from. Yeah. Example, so. And I mean, that's got to feel really good to help give exposure to, you know, a company that maybe like it's, it's obviously great to continue to give exposure to companies, you know, you know, that are already known, but it is really nice to be able to like help a company that has a great product that maybe people don't know. Yeah. That, that is yeah. really awesome. I mean, and you're right. And I feel bad that I said free because ultimately Everybody, like, you know, people get all like, oh, Instagram influencers and, but, but they're building content and they are putting together content to their audience that is speaking about a brand. So like, that is the work that they're being paid for to do. Right. And, and it's not easy and it is a lot of effort and some people do it well, some people don't do it as well, but you know, whatever that looks like, you know, whatever it, it's and putting a blog post together. Uh, making a product look great in a room in a different way. Like these are all not things to be taking. Yeah. Like they're very valuable for sure. Yeah. I'm always I feel bad. I said free. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. Don't worry. Um, I'm always amazed at people like influencers or people that always, every post almost is like a paid. And this is not really a brand for like a designer. It could be whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and almost every post is a paid post. And I think, well, good for them because their content, they're doing videos, they're doing yeah. all this stuff. And it's like, it's a full-time job for them. And they're, they're making a great income doing this, but it is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. So, And I think that's like the part that people don't realize. And also if you're the type that's doing it in a way that still engages an audience and not turning them off, like that's also obviously important. Um, so it is, it's, it's amazing. I, I, I am curious, um, of the future of, of this type of marketing. Cause it's like anything, it's like, what's going to be next and mm-hmm. you know, how long will it sustain itself? Like what, what's going to be, you know, cause it is so saturated too, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. those early adopter brands who got on board with this concept, like probably had a very successful run, but now it's, it is so saturated. So it's very interesting to see like what will happen there. Yeah. But, and the other thing too, Michelle, is if you already have a relationship with a brand as a designer, um, say it's a fabric company, for example, for me, JF Fabrics is one of my go-to fabric companies and they partner with me a number of times over the years. So um, it's just, you know, leveraging those relationships that you have and, you know, asking them to partner with you. You know what? I had, I legit did plan. I wanted to so bad do the October like mm-hmm. the, the one that's happening now for my entryway, which has gotten no love. And it's the first thing people see when they walk in, but my reno that I was actively working on, like went way longer than a need to. So we were just dealing with so many other things. I was like, I can't, you know, yeah. over budget, all those things. Right. But, um, but yeah, so I'm doing this and I'm, I, you said, put it in the calendar three months ahead. So I'm putting it in my calendar three months ahead so that it's like, bing, 
start thinking about this. What room are you going to do? Who can you try to partner with and make this happen? I'm doing it and I'm excited. January, 2020, I will email you to say, Michelle, get, you know, start thinking about it. I am going to hold you to that because I'm going to put a calendar or I'm going to put an event that says, Vanessa said she would email me in January. (laughs) I'm going to wait for it. And then I'm going to be like, you didn't email me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm still coming up with like the color scheme, like this morning. This is how, this is how bad. I've been so busy with work and that this, you know, tends to fall to the back burner. But I think I finally have the color scheme nailed. That's which is awesome. a good thing, which yeah. is a good thing because it's going to be photographed in just over two weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I can't wait. I'm going to follow along. I'm actually going to bookmark your page and I want to follow along and see what, what, what ends up happening. Because I, obviously, the anticipation, you built the anticipation. I was like, will she do it? I don't know. We're all going to have to go follow you. So tell everybody where to follow you if they're not already. And what your website, I think I already said it, but say it again. Okay. So my website is vanessafrancis.com. That's just my name. And my Instagram handle is decorhappy, D-E-C-O-R, happy. And that's how you find me. How sweet was she? I am so excited that I got to talk to her. And I'm actually recording this a few weeks later, I guess, from when the the one room challenge ended. And I'm very excited to tell you guys, because I'm sure you're wondering, did she do it? Did she make the deadline? I'm very happy to say she finished, but she did not make the table. So she was talking about um, making the table on her own, I think, but she did not end up doing that. But guys, I'm telling you, you got to see this space. I'm a sucker for a gallery wall and her gallery wall looks amazing. And it's got me really excited because I've been working on a gallery wall of my own in my beautiful dark green Benjamin Moore, forget what century line uh, color. And it's a dark moody wall color, just like hers. And I'm with her. I think I know, I don't think she said it on this podcast. She either said it on the podcast or she said it in a blog post that I read or something like that. But gallery walls look absolutely unreal and incredible on a dark wall. And I'm pretty pumped to say that I'm also going to have a glorious gallery wall on a dark wall. So thank you so much, Vanessa. Guys, go check out her website. And if you go to vanessafrancis.com slash blog, you can see all of her amazing... Um, blog post with regards to the one room challenge. All right. It's now time for real talk rant. I got a real talk rant right here coming at you. I'm not going to name names of companies because I do not want to tarnish anybody's name, but I'm going to tell you what. It's absolutely not acceptable to send an invoice that was quote unquote not paid from January 2018. It's also not acceptable to not include on the invoice any indication of what the delivery was for. So I can't even go back on my records to figure out what it was for, who it was to. All it says is, one piece upholstery on the damn thing. And it's going to my receiver. So I don't know what client it ended up at. 
And I just talked to these people on the phone and I thought it was January, 2019. And I said, I'm going to be honest. There's no way that I would invoice some, a client of mine 11 months later because I screwed up and I didn't invoice at the right time. There's no way I would do that. And then I asked her, okay, so it's January 2019. I got I have to go back and see if I didn't pay this by looking at my credit card. She's like January, 2018. And I said, what? 2018? Are you insane? And I was saying this as nice as I'm like, look, I know it's not your fault. You're just trying to get this paid. But anytime I've worked with you guys, it's been very confusing and messy. I get random invoices months later. Now all of a sudden it's two years later and I can't get my client to even pay for this. So this is madness. I'm raging right now. Rant done. I feel better. And that guy's is how you real talk rant. I want you to submit your real talk rant as well. It's important guys to know that even though in our heads we think rant is negative, it does not have to be negative. And I fully anticipate, fully plan to bring you some super positive rants, at least from my end in the near future. But if you have something you want to get off your chest, something that happened that you're feeling super passionate about, because that's all it is. It's about feeling a real type of way about something. Email your audio recording to admin at michellebennett.com or if you're not feeling the idea of having your audio on on the pod that's cool you can type it out i will read it dramatically on your behalf 